Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Yesterday on the program, we uh, talked with uh, Ward 7 Councillor Donna Skelly, and it had to do with a Twitter exchange that went on, not between her and uh, Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger, but about her uh, with some tweets. Uh, a citizen had actually uh, tweeted the mayor about LRT and some of the comments that uh, Councillor Skelly had made about uh, the billion dollars. You know the history of that and the story behind it. And uh, the mayor responded uh, saying, you know, that he thought Ford's promise was folly. I'm paraphrasing, but that was essentially what uh, the mayor was talking about. But then he took a couple of shots at, uh, at Councillor Skelly and said that well, she's just a rookie councillor, doesn't speak for council, uh, and she's actually running for provincial politics and doesn't much care for Hamilton. It was, it was, it was a personal dig. It had nothing to do with policy or anything else. And uh, we talked about it. We talked about it with her. Now, she didn't take the bait. Even yesterday when I asked her on the program, uh, she didn't necessarily want to classify it as bullying, but she thought it, that it was bad behavior. Well, many of you did think it was bullying. Uh, in, this, in the responses, the phone calls we got, the emails, and the tweets we got yesterday, uh, many of you thought the mayor was out of line, and here it is, just another example of a male politician picking on a female, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And that's variations on that theme. Now, but I'm not trying to be dismissive of it, because I think this is a real problem. Because we have to face some reality here. First of all, there is still very much a glass ceiling in, 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 in business and so many other disciplines when it comes to women and men. Uh, they, women still don't make as much uh, as men do doing the same job. Uh, I don't know that women get the same respect in corporations. We know that there are nearly as many women as there should be in boardrooms, etc. And I've heard stories about women in politics the very same way, that they, they, they get bullied, they get picked on, they get centered out from time to time, which is why some women tell me that, you know, I'm just, I don't want to go in there. I, I, don't want, I don't need that, that kind of aggravation. Is it a problem? Is it a concern? Is, is that why we don't see as many women running for public office? And men sometimes leaving. I mean, there was an interesting story that I pulled out after our conversation yesterday. Uh, it was on the Burlington Post uh, website, uh, February, I guess it was. Uh, John Beekla wrote this, and it basically talking with a number of women politicians. And uh, the genesis for the uh, the piece was a, a social media tweet that uh, a, an MP for the area got. Uh, her name is Pam Damoff, and she's the uh, the MP for Oakville, North Burlington. Uh, and some very derogatory comments on social media about her. Uh, some would even call, characterize them as threatening. So he decided to do some exploring on this and talk to a number of other uh, female politicians who had similar stories about this and seemed to suggest that, yeah, there is a concern here with bullying and with tactics, especially against women. I want to bring Eleanor McMahon into the conversation, the MPP for Burlington. She's also the minister responsible for digital government and uh, the president of the uh, Treasury Board. Eleanor, thank you so much for the time. I'm glad you could join us today. Hi, Bill. What an interesting topic. Well, you know, we had a, I, what many people thought, a, a, another example of this yesterday with some tweets that were going back and forth between uh, Donna Skelly, a female councillor here in Hamilton, of course, and the mayor. Uh, I don't know if it would categorize that, but it certainly had all the earmarkings of, of, of bullying, which is what an awful lot of our listeners thought. And I know there was a piece in the Burlington Post a few months ago. I want to relate your experience with this. And, and we were talking about the, there's two prongs to this, I guess, within the system itself and, of course, the public and their view of, of females in political life. Uh, you, you've nailed it. I think it's, it's, it's both uh, sides of the coin, Bill. It's, it's how we experience it in terms of our day-to-day -day interactions and how the public sees us. And, and so maybe I'll just start there. And you did mention the Premier. I, I wouldn't mind a little bit of airtime on that, too, because it's, it's most discouraging what we see against our Premier. And uh, something I bemoan constantly, Bill, which is I started my 
my career on Parliament Hill worked for two prime ministers at a time when the public discourse was different, and it was attack the ideas, not the person, Bill. And you and I are of a certain age, and I think we've watched the political discourse migrate from that and to become much more personal and much more partisan, which is not only unproductive, it distances people from the very public institutions that are there to serve them in ways that are very destructive. And so it's it's a, a reason why a lot of people don't get into public life, Bill, and a lot of reason why a lot of women don't get into public life. Well, I'm so, going to give you an example of this, and because and, uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've known women that have served provincially and federally mm-hmm. and yeah. and the, and the ones I'm going to refer to now I'm not going to give names but I mean they're no longer there uh, but they have told me that they were disgusted by some of the comments they would hear during question period as the house was sitting not all of these things make answered by the way this is some of the stuff that gets no. yelled over the aisle yes. and it's yes. vile and it's personal yes. and it's misogynist yeah. uh, yes. and and often more often than not speakers <laughs> don't tend to do a whole lot about this and they just feel as if what why is this going on why is this allowed to happen well, you know, politi- you know, feelings run really, really high, Bill, in, in this kind of arena. You put people in a room with a closed roof, and you're in between the four walls, and you turn up the heat. And it's become much more partisan. I'll give you an example. I was talking to one of my colleagues across the aisle. You know I came to public life late in life. I've had a career in lots of other arenas, which is why I find what so much of what goes on in terms of our political discourse so distressing and so unnecessary and unproductive. I'm less of a partisan person, more of a practical one. And so it, I find this uh, sort of discourse so destructive. I was having a chat with one of my colleagues on the, uh, uh, in the opposition the MDP benches, because you probably know I came from Windsor. Mm-hmm. My dad was not a worker. I worked for Herb Gray, uh, who was a gentle soul and uh, one of the best politicians in Canada, in my opinion, and, and a great Canadian. Um, and watching Herb navigate um, uh, the opposition politics that were around him in the conversations with the NDP, he had great relationships. They got things done. We worked productively well and together. And, and that was a model for me. And during question period, here's the thing. Herb was the House leader. We used to actually, Bill, give our questions to the government before question period. And here, it sounds like a trivial thing, but here's what happened. First of all, it made the discourse in the House much more productive and less gotcha. So there are some members, to be fair, who will come across to you and say, I'm going to ask you a question today. And it just makes the response and the, and the debate doesn't make it any less fierce. doesn't mean that I don't expect people to hold me to account, Bill. But it makes it much more productive, less personal. It's less gotcha. And it allows me to stand up and breathe and give an answer. And then the member opposite can say to the press after, well, I let her, gave her a heads up and I told her I was going to ask her a question. So I can't say that I was shocked, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'd like and I said to my colleague on the, on, the, uh, on the opposite aisle, I really like it. I said if you and I get back, that we develop a, a, a working group amongst all parties and we come to some kind of agreement that we're going to do this, because I think it would make the behavior in the house. And you know, in the Quebec Legislature Bill, they've just changed this. There's no more heckling. There's no more pounding of the desk. Uh, they have a very orderly question period. They have banned all that kind of behavior. Well, I, I kind of like the model you know, that they use in the British Parliament, where they don't have desks at all. And it, there's a little more civility there. Uh, I wish we could carry this on, and actually, I'd like to it for another day to because there's an sure. awful lot more we need to discuss on this. But I, I really do appreciate you jumping in for a few minutes, Eleanor, to, to give us your perspective on this. Thanks so much.
Anytime. Happy to do it. Take care, Bill. You betcha. Eleanor McMahon, of course, uh, the president of the Treasury Board and uh, the MPP for Burlington. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.